Hi, everyone, and welcome to College Football Landscape, the college football podcast that's part of the Total Sports 24-7 Network. This is Chris Hayes, the host and producer for this podcast and all podcasts across the Total Sports 24-7 Network. Visit our website at totalsports247.podbean.com. From there, you can find all of our archived episodes across all of our podcasts. You can also find our podcast on most major podcast providers. That includes Podbean, my podcast sponsor, as well as Amazon, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the list goes on. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, I'm sure you will find us. Search Total Sports 247 on the podcast platform. We should pop up right away for you. You can follow us on X as well at Total Sports underscore 247. We're pretty active on that platform with our own recommendations and recommendations from other betting experts. We also have a Substack, weekinweekout.substack.com, where we publish exclusive recommendations. So please consider subscribing by visiting weekinweekout.substack.com. On today's show for College Football Landscape, we're going to cover the Monday and Tuesday bowls. We've got the famous Toastery Bowl on Monday and the Frisco Bowl on Tuesday. So let's get into it. First, we have... The famous Toastery Bowl. This is 2.30 on ESPN. This game is taking place in Charlotte. It pits Old Dominion and Western Kentucky. And this has been pretty volatile over at DraftKings. Current odds, Old Dominion minus 4.5 at minus 112. The total is 51.5. Money line for Old Dominion is minus 192. Moneyline for Western Kentucky is plus 160. So let's talk about this game. Why has this line moved so much in Old Dominion's direction? Western Kentucky opened as a one and a half point favorite. Western Kentucky has disappointed this season, but they have lived up to their reputation as a passing offense, that is for sure. When you look at the numbers, Austin Reed, their underrated quarterback, I would say, threw for over 3,000 yards on the season, and his favorite target was uh, Malachi Corley, who will be entering the NFL draft come April. Now, there was concern that he would be unavailable for this game. But according to Brett McMurphy, Corley is going to play and Reed is not going to play. Reed and his 31 touchdowns will not be playing. But it does mean that third-string quarterback Turner Helton will have the best player for both teams, arguably, in this game for a weapon. Corley went 75 for 958 on the season with 11 touchdowns. Western Kentucky does have a few running backs that they use basically to set up their pass. This team wants to throw all the time, and that's they're not going to deviate from that game plan just because Austin Reed isn't playing. My sense is that Turner Helton, who we don't have a lot of information on him, he's a freshman, he... Uh, doesn't have a big recruiting profile. All that I was able to find what is it, is that he is a pro-style quarterback, so likely the offense will not change at all with Helton at the helm. Their second quarterback, Caden Veltkamp, 
he ordinarily would have been who they would have gone to in this game, but he's in the portal. So uh, the uh, third stringer, Helton, gets the call. When we look at Old Dominion, they have some issues to contend with, like most teams do, with the portal. So first off for Old Dominion, they have one of their better receivers, Javon Harvey, out. He is in the portal. Well, he was in the portal. He actually just committed. Well, maybe not just committed. A few days ago, he committed to Texas A&M. So Harvey is out for this game. A good amount of the offense for Old Dominion will remain available for this game outside of Harvey. So Grant Wilson, the quarterback, who's had an up and down season. One of the glaring statistics with Grant Wilson, this was shocking. So he threw for 2,000 yards, 57% completion rate, 7% yards per pass. So pretty pedestrian numbers. He was sacked 51 times. And he lost 304 yards on those sacks. So Old Dominion really did not do a great job of protecting Wilson at all this season. I mean, 51 sacks, that's an astronomical number. When we look at the defense for Old Dominion, Jason Henderson, their do-everything linebacker, one of the best linebackers in the country, 167 tackles according to ESPN. I saw some... uh, uh, sources that said he had 170 tackles. So whatever it was, he was, as as far as I could tell, the leading tackler in the country, Jason Henderson. He will be out for this game. Their safety, Terry Jones, who had 104 tackles himself and four passes defended, will also be out for this game. So what is Old Dominion going to do uh, in this one? What's going to be their game plan? I think they're going to stick with a ball control rushing kind of offense. They've got... Kadarius Callaway and Keyshawn Wicks, who are both, as far as I can tell, going to play in this game. Callaway went for 594 and four touchdowns, and Keyshawn Wicks went for 552 and four touchdowns. So a, a one-two punch. Wicks had way more carries, 110 to 78, but uh, it, it seems like they used the two of them uh, pretty evenly in their offense. Isaiah Page is their leading receiver, again, who's playing in this game, 39 receptions, but he only had 382 yards and one score. So Old Dominion will look to, in my mind, ball control, keep the ball away from that explosive Western Kentucky offense, and try to slow the game down. The thing is, they might (laughs) play faster than they might want to because... This is a good thing. Western Kentucky's defense is so bad. So they might score more quickly than they are anticipating. And again, Western Kentucky is going to try to throw the ball all around the field. So when we look at the the lines for this game, I'm surprised at how much this has moved. Not so much on the total. I get it with Western Kentucky and not having Austin Reed playing. I don't know that that is as significant as Malachi Corley is expected to play in this game. So while we'll likely leave this four and a half total alone, I don't mind the Western Kentucky money line play, but our favorite play is going to be the over 51 and a half. We think Western Kentucky Again, we'll run the very same offense that they ran throughout the year with Austin Reed, and we don't think that they can stop Old Dominion really at all. 
even though Old Dominion's offense isn't all that good. So we expect this to be very high scoring, potentially up into the 60s or, or maybe even more than that. And we think this 51 and a half, we don't understand why it moved so far away from the opening of 55 and a half. We think there's value here. And uh, that's the play that we're going to make on this one. The over 51 and a half for Old Dominion and Western Kentucky. Our second game is Marshall against one of our favorite teams here on the pod, UTSA. So you might guess where we might go with this one. UTSA is favored 11 and a half at minus 108 currently on DraftKings with the total at 53. Money line for Marshall is plus 340. Money line for UTSA is minus 440. This game is Tuesday, 9 p.m. on ESPN. Again, this is the Frisco Bowl. Marshall's quarterback is sitting out. They are going with their backup, Cole Pennington, who will be starting this game for the Thundering Herd. Caleb Coombs, one of their uh, one of their uh, more active receivers, one of the receivers that they go to uh, kind of most regularly, he's out as well. He's uh, similar in, in terms uh, to Page in terms of he's a slot receiver but doesn't get a ton of yards. Caleb Coombs, 39 receptions, only 310 yards and two scores. So he will be out for this game. Cam Fancher, he's the quarterback who will be out. Cole Pennington will uh, take his place and helm the offense. Listen to these stats for Pennington on the season, though. He didn't play that much, but still. 49 out of 79, 437 yards. So a 62% completion percentage, which is okay. But no touchdowns and six picks. (laughs) That's pretty bad. He played uh, three games, mostly. So the game October 28th against Coastal, 12 for 23, 77 yards and two picks. They beat Georgia Southern when he was a quarterback. 15 of 20. So he didn't, and he had one pick. So only the one mistake it looks like in that one against uh, Georgia Southern. And then when they played South Alabama, Marshall got shut out. This was the 18th of November. Three picks. uh, 22 of 36 for just 159. So Pennington... He has a lot to prove in this game with this offense. Uh, Moving on to the UTSA side of things. The Defensive Player of the Year for UTSA, or uh, excuse me, in the AAC, who plays for UTSA, Trey Moore, he's going to be out. So that's a pretty significant loss, I think, for the Roadrunners. He captained this defense. He had 14 sacks on the season to go along with 45 tackles, three passes defended. He also threw in a pick, a fumble recovery. He was extremely good uh, for this defense and really anchored what they wanted to do on defense throughout the year. So his loss, I think, will be, out of everybody that we're talking about, maybe, uh, I mean, he's up there. Like, you look at Austin Reed, that's a significant loss. Jason Henderson, that's a significant loss for ODU. This one is kind of right there, not because he is the caliber of player that those two are per se, but the impact that he has on his team arguably is right up there with those two. So I do think this is a significant loss for UTSA, but offensively UTSA, 
should still be clicking. Frank Harris, this is his swan song. At least I, I think it is. I mean, he's been in college for, what, 27 years now? So this this is going to be... A, 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 it's significant and important for UTSA to get Harris this win. That's, that's how I'm thinking about it. And when we look at UTSA's offense, they're fifth in rushing explosiveness behind their dynamic duo of Kavorian Barnes and Robert Henry. Marshall is 129th in defense on stopping explosive plays. That little nugget is courtesy of sportsbookreview.com. And uh, UTSA, you know, they're they're a balanced offense. They had 24 touchdowns rushing and 23 through the air. Joshua Cephas expected to play. Uh, He had over 1,000 yards receiving. And and they've, they've just got receivers all over the place. And I think they can carve up this Marshall defense. So what is the play for this game? It's going to be at UTSA minus 11 and a half. There's another interesting play that you could make here, and it's UTSA's team total of 33 and a half. We're going to stay away from that. It is a little bit high for our liking. So we think the better play is the 11 and a half. We just don't know what Marshall has left in the tank for this one. We don't know what their motivation level is. We do think that UTSA is going to be very motivated to get that win for Harris. And also, Jeff Trailer, despite all his success, is not that great in bowl games. So he he you know in, in ter- I don't know how long he's going to stay at UTSA. He's always a commodity when it comes to coaching vacancies. So if if he has a consistently like average to below average bowl record that not for nothing that is something that teams will look at uh, as part of their hiring process so he's going to have a little bit of motivation to try to get this win for his road runners as well and kind of blow the doors off a, a Marshall team that seems to be just not not very good kind of you know limping towards the end of the season and getting through um what is you know, not, just not a memorable season for Marshall. It's not like last year when they beat Notre Dame. There was there's nothing on this Marshall schedule that really that really you know points to something that they can hang their hat on. They were just a very average football team, and I don't know that they have too much motivation. You know, winning this game for Marshall, yes, Marshall's a, a, a squad that always wants to win bowl games, right? But in the grand scheme of things. I don't know that this is um, like high on the list. I mean, they they finished what they started four and zero. They had a win against Virginia Tech and Old Dominion, so they did have good wins to start the season. But then they lost six of their last eight, and you know I think part of it was because of the um, quarterback play, and I think that could come back and. Uh, have a little bit of the same song and dance here where the quarterback play um, underwhelms and UTSA runs away with it. So our official plays on college football landscape. We have Western Kentucky. Well, the line just moved. Would you look at that? Right now, this is live. We are. This is Sunday, December tw- 17th at 12.41 p.m. This is live. This Western Kentucky line on DraftKings just moved. It's Old Dominion minus five with the total at 51 so we're now going to go over 51. The more this moves in that under uh in that under direction, we're going to we're going to 
play that. So we even like that even more. Under 51, uh, sorry, over 51. That's going to be our play for the first recommendation. And second is UTSA minus 11 and a half. Okay, so to reiterate, the line has just moved. We like the over 51 in Old Dominion, Western Kentucky. And we like UTSA minus 11 and a half. As we close here, I will say I would still play this over in Old Dominion, Western Kentucky if it moved all the way back up to its original line of 55 and a half. That's kind of where I would cut it off. Like I could picture, uh, you know, a 29 to 27 or 30 to 27 win. Like that's that's very much in the realm of possibility for me. So we love that this is continuing to go down. We will take the uh, over. And then UTSA, we probably play that to 13 and a half if this line were to move. My guess is that that line will stay fairly stable unless an announcement or two comes out before the game. But, you know, UTSA, they were a favorite of ours in the preseason. They hit the over on the win total despite Harris missing games during the season. And this is one of our favorite plays during bowl season. So that'll do it for College Football Landscape. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned this week to the network for some more football podcasts. Stay tuned to the newsletter. We're going to be writing about some golf this week, introducing golf into the network, likely some college basketball information out there, and of course, bowl season continues. This is Chris Hayes. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.